0: God's Word is the compass for our hazardous journey called what? Life. What two letters are in the middle of the word life? If. Life is one big if. Without God's Word, we're doomed. We turn to Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 1 through 5 for direction. Welcome to the Sand Hills Lutheran Ministry Podcast. I am Pastor John Edding. The theme of this sermon on Ash Wednesday is. Overcoming through God's Word. This is a sermon from Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, and is part of the Ash Wednesday and Lent midweek sermon series from the book of Jeremiah. Thanks be to God. Let's get to the sermon. Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In 1959, Alfred Lansing wrote a book called endurance. It's the story of Sir Ernest Shackleton's attempt to cross the Antarctic and the struggle for survival endured by his crew. The book begins with this 1914 ad that Shackleton placed in a London newspaper. Here's the ad. Men wanted for a hazardous journey, low wages, bitter cold, Long months of complete darkness, constant danger, safe return, doubtful. What was the crew's only hope? A compass. And without a compass to show the way, the journey was doomed. Doomed, I say. Doomed. (laughs) So today we are launching a new series on the Old Old Testament prophet, Jeremiah, Overcoming life's sorrows, and it's based on a book of the same name by Professor Reed Lessing, and, and I borrow freely from his com- this combination devotional and commentary uh, based on the Book of Jeremiah. So today's sermon: overcoming through God's Word. God's Word is the it's the compass for our hazardous journey. Called what? Well, life. And what two letters are in the middle of the word life? If. If. Life is one big if. First, there was COVID-19. Then the loneliness and cancel plans. And now, well, global protests against uh, pandemic-related mandates and war. Russia invades the country of Ukraine. Our only hope is a compass called God's word. Without scripture to show the way, our our journey is doomed. Doomed, I say, doomed. Thank God he gives us Jeremiah. Like a good compass, Jeremiah chapter one, one through five, that was just read a little bit earlier, makes four points. Just like on a compass, there's four cardinal points, north, south, east, west. So looking north, the first point, God calls us. God calls us by name, and we have value. You know, sometimes mail is impersonal. You probably have received mail that just says resident or occupant. (laughs) We get catalogs with our name misspelled how many times have had I have had mail uh, addressed to Jonathan Detting. <laughs> Uh The book of Jeremiah isn't impersonal; it's it isn't addressed to resident or occupant. It's the book begins with a name, Jeremiah. The book's first three verses list eight more names. In fact, Jeremiah names over fifty people in this book. The words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, one of the priests who were in Anathoth in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the 13th year of his reign, that was 626 BC. It came also, God keeps giving his word, in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, and until the end of the 11th year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the captivity of Jerusalem in the fifth month, 587 BC. In those first three verses, we see that God calls us by name. We have value. On July 21st, 2007, Professor Lessing spoke to 30,000 people in Orlando, Florida. It was a national youth gathering of the LCMS. And before things got started, uh, the sound and the stage and then the light technicians uh, surrounded Professor Lessing um, to make sure he was ready to speak. Just then, a teenager from the gathering walked up and asked him, are you somebody important (laughs) <laughs> we, we have all asked that question, am I somebody important? Well, that's because it's easy to feel like you know, occupant or resident. Uh, it's easy to feel unimportant, writes Lessing, uh, when your teenagers take all your money, when your job takes all your energy, when your depression takes all your joy, and when your old age takes all your dignity. Am I somebody important? God's word says we are. God doesn't number us. He doesn't classify us according to race or gender. God doesn't label us a compound of chemicals. God calls us by name. And the next is is important, and I'll repeat it. God or Satan knows our name, but calls us by our sin ugly, messed up, hopeless, condemned. Jesus knows our sin, but calls us by name. The God of the galaxies and the universe, this God calls us by our name. We have value. I repeat, Satan knows our name, but he calls us by our sin. Jesus knows our sin, but he calls us by our name. Looking south, the second point, God knows us. God knows us before birth. We were planned. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Verse five. Before Jeremiah knew God, God knew Jeremiah. God's plan goes back before our birth, before our conception, before the creation of the world. Long before we said God is important, God said, you are important. Just as Jeremiah entered the world as ancient history, so do we. We are planned. And the word formed actually describes a potter making a vessel from clay. The prophet uses the same word in Jeremiah 18, verses one through six, when he goes to a potter's house. Moses uses the same word in Genesis 2, verse 7, to describe God's creation of Adam from dirt. And this is a a hands on God, literally. God forms and shapes us while we're still in our mother's womb, using plans he designed before the creation of the world. God's word is our compass. North, God calls us by name, we have value south. God knows us before birth. We are planned. Looking east, God chooses us. God chooses us for himself. We're on his team. Before you were born, I consecrated you. Again, verse 5. The word consecrated means chosen. Chosen to be on God's team. Lessing recounts in his book, I remember growing up with a big sister and older cousins, except my cousin Paula. I was proudly one month older than Paula. I was always the last person chosen for a game of basketball or kickball. When the captains finished choosing, I was always left standing alone. My cousin's cap, my cousin captains then argued over who was going to have to choose me. (laughs) As the argument continued, a painful truth began to sink in. Having me on any team would be a huge liability. But not with God. See, before I was born, God decided I was on his team. My place in his kingdom doesn't depend on how well I do on the entrance exam or multiple choice tests. Or the final essay, I'm in, chosen, on the team. So where are you. You are set apart to be on God's team. The winning team, of course. That's what holy baptism is all about. We need this truth to sink down into our insidest inside. Why? Well, you know. You know the journey is hazardous. The sorrows of life, random events, bad decisions, and raw evil sometimes makes us feel like losers, big time, big time losers. And Jeremiah felt like that. Government officials rejected him. His fellow citizens just ignored him. Judean kings tried to kill him. None of this, however, won the day. What about us? The pandemic won't win the day. Neither wars or rumors of war. Neither will loneliness or chaos or confusion. We're baptized, consecrated, and chosen to belong to God's kingdom forever. God calls us by name. We have value. God knows before birth. We are planned. God chooses us for himself. We're on his team. Looking west, God gives us. God gives us to the nations. We have purpose. This is again in verse 5. I gave, and the word here is Nathan, or I'll just say it in the English way of saying it, Nathan. (laughs) You to be a prophet to the nations. Now the word gave is Nathan, or Nathan. You hear it in my name, Jonathan. Or the word or the name Nathaniel. God Nathaned Jeremiah. In other words, God gave Jeremiah away. Before Jeremiah had anything to say about it, God gave him away. Now I can hear Jeremiah objecting. Wait a minute, God, don't be so quick to give me away. I can make my own decisions. I've I've got inalienable rights. Can you imagine God's response? Well, sorry, Jeremiah, but I Nathoned you, I nathened you before you were born. It's a done deal. God also gave Jesus away before he was born. It was done. It was a done deal. God didn't keep Jesus on, on display. God didn't preserve Jesus in a museum. God didn't show Jesus off as a trophy. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. In Christ, God gives. God gives forgiveness and God gives life. God gives mercy and God gives peace and grace. And Christ's life is for others. And so is Jeremiah's and so is ours. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 15, he died for all. That those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and was raised. God gives us to the nations, to our community. We have purpose. So God's word is our compass for life's hazardous journey. Uh, It's a journey oftentimes filled with sorrow. Without it, without God's word, that is, we're doomed. Doomed, I say, doomed. (laughs) But looking north, God, actually, looking north, (laughs) God calls us by name. We have value. Looking south, God knows us by birth. Before birth, we're planned. Looking east, God chooses us for himself. We're on the winning team. Looking west, God gives us the nations to the nations We have purpose, in other words. No matter which direction we turn, God helps us overcome through his word. And remember Sir Ernest Shackleton? Ice eventually crushed his ship and stranded his crew. The crew drifted for over a year. Finally, Shackleton led a team of five through the Drake Passage, and miraculously reached South Georgia Island 650 nautical miles from his stranded ship and crew. He survived. And in the end, Shackleton and his entire crew survived. And so did Jeremiah. Jeremiah survived. And Jeremiah overcame through God's word, and we follow his example. And and we will survive life's, hazardous journey. All the pain and the chaos and the confusion we will overcome. Why is that? We have a compass. It's called God's word. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.